Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Ben Hunter. I'm the Fiction uh, Category Manager at booktopia.com.au and I'm broadcasting on Skype from my living room. And if she's on the other end of the line, my guest today is Hilda Hinton. Hello. Hello. Hi, you can hear me okay? I can. Oh, fantastic. Um, Before we talk about the book, how are you? Where are you? How are you surviving? Oh, well, uh, currently at home for a few days and back at work tomorrow. Um, Got all the family here, so it's a packed house. Uh, and so far, we're getting along famously. Good. No, it's I'm I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm I'm glad to hear another human voice. <laughs> oh right. I've been talking yeah. to my cat a lot. Um, oh yeah, we're we're we're, uh, we're having a great time. We're building Lego and playing board games and ping pong and darts. So plenty oh, plenty it. to do. Um, Hilda, your book is um, well, it's just published this week. But you've already spent a couple of weeks at number one on Booktopia's website chart. Um, how does it feel to be a debut author who's a number one bestseller before even publishing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's very surreal. Um, Good. I couldn't believe my eyes when I first saw it. Um, and then to happen two weeks in a row, uh, yeah, it was definitely mind-blowing. Um yeah, uh, a great surprise. Yeah, great surprise. And, yeah, just really appreciate um, that it's being received well and that my little book's off in the world, flying yeah, about. it's going to find a lot of readers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really exciting. I'm looking forward to getting some feedback. Um, now, am I right in saying that you've had a kind of on-again, off-again relationship with writing for decades? And it's yeah, not been yeah. something that's been part of your professional life. Yeah, correct. So uh, we didn't have a TV as kids. So uh, me and my brother and sister spent all our time reading books and writing stories and illustrating them and performing them. And yeah, so it was just our world. And I wrote uh, wrote some angst-ridden poems in my teens um, oh, that should never see the light of day. Uh, <laughs> Um, but were were very cathartic at the time, and wrote 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 a book in my twenties, and um, just sort of put it aside, and life's obligations sort of happened, and yeah, it was all about family and work and kids, and uh, got back to it uh, very late, uh, but it's never too yeah, late. Right. So yeah. No, I think it's really inspiring to hear that you're debuting a really good novel um, at your age. Um, it's something yeah. that should, sort of comes a breath of fresh air to our listeners because there's so many out there who are struggling to, you're kind of with the drive to write fiction, that kind of nagging bug. Um, and you kind of yeah. feel totally at sea even trying. Um, when did you sit down and have a serious crack at this novel? And um, what was the catalyst behind that? Um, well, my sister had a seven-year-long battle with cancer, and after she died, uh, I was actually having a beer with my brother on the back porch, and he basically uh, squared up to me and told me it was time to write the book. I've, I, I was always going to write. Um, he told me I had time. He told me that I was hiding behind obligation, um, and basically to get off my backside. Um, and 
Uh, so sat after work every day for a couple of hours and made sure I announced to everyone in the household that I was doing it. So they'd keep me in check. And if ever they saw I was sitting there doing not much, they'd say, oh, not riding today. And uh, that would certainly get me off my bum and get cracking again. Yeah, so right. it was definitely definitely a team effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, family enterprise. Um, yeah. Um, how would you describe loudness of unsaid things to um, people who don't know you, don't know uh, your story, your brother's story, um, don't know anything about it? What would be the elevator pitch? Um, well, it's about, it's about, it starts off, you meet Susie when she's about seven and she's got a mentally ill mother and a fairly um, sort of disengaged father. So she's, she sort of battles through largely alone and feels that she's got no one to talk to about her experiences. And her peer group, um, there's a gap in her life there because they're all into sort of Duran Duran and doing sort of normal kid things, whereas she's sort of thrust into this adult world. Um, and she leaves home at 15 just to try and find her place because she just doesn't feel like she belongs um, or, you know, and thinks that somewhere out there there's there's a place for her and people for her. Uh, so off she goes. And, um, yeah, she's, she's kind of naive, even though she grew up early because um, she kind of yeah. grew up too late as well. Yeah, so uh, so it sort of follows follows Susie finding her way. Yeah, you have this beautiful, funny, um, but also moving story of, of Susie trying to find her, her feet in the world. Um, and the narrative was also um, uh, counterbalanced with um, Miss Faye, who's in there right from the, ins from the start um, yeah. at this place called The Institute. And that's where you, you kick off the whole novel. Um, Tell us about um, the institute. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, when I when I was a little kid, um, I mean, the autobi the autobiographical side of the book um, was really I I had a mother in that situation who mm. was in and out of um, uh, mental institutions, and they had a really big impact on me when I was a kid. I remember thinking. Um, there's no time in there. There's no. There's nothing to indicate when it is. Um, what's happening in the world uh, is outside. Nothing seeps in. And I mean, I think these days, I don't, I don't think you'd drop your child off at an institution and pick them up later. Um, so I was. Yeah. I was wandering around those hospitals as a kid, and I just wanted to create um, how it felt for me. Um, yeah, rather than the actuality. Um, yeah, it's very much it's very much how it felt when I was a kid, wandering those halls and and watching watching everybody. Yeah, you you you, you certainly get um, a sense of the 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 child's eye on all of this. There's there's a um, a sense of hyper reality and kind of wonder um, yeah. to every everything you sort of encounter in this novel whether it's um, sad and traumatic or totally normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whether it's the fairy yeah. family or whether it's a, um, uh, an institution. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm one, of those, uh, I'm one of those lucky adults who sort of never forgot what it was like being young. Um, I, th I think there's a disconnect 
um, and a lot of people forget about it. Um, whereas I, I've sort of had a whole lot of kids coming through my house for many years. Um, we nickname it the house of the temporarily defeated. So I've very much kept a foot in, in the door of, of being young and sort of the wonder of the world and that that feeling that you're on top of everything and that it's your world and the world needs to welcome you and um, so I was able to I was able to sort of remember it vividly and and keep that alive and yeah just try to try to recreate what it's like uh, to remind adults um, of what it was like um, and a story for young adults to relate to. Yes, certainly. Um, living, you're kind of reliving your own experience. Uh, yeah. Uh, particularly the traumatic um, side of that um, in, in crafting Susie as a character. Susie is this wonderful character. She's got such a beautiful voice. Um, uh, she's she's hilarious. I love her. Um, yeah. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Was it kind of, you know, was it reliving childhood traumas um, or is it, um, uh, was it a barrel of laughs and fun or was it a kind of a, a yummy porridge of you stirring the two things together? What was the experience of um, crafting it? Yeah, well, basically, uh, I, uh, my mother did suicide and I sort of went through the same thing Susie's going through. But... Um, the actual memories, except for things like what what the hospitals were like, uh, are not very clear or vivid. So I really yeah. had to, yeah. So it was like a, a sort of black and white picture, and I just went through and and coloured it all in. And I wanted to create uh, a sort of holistic picture, and I didn't want to have this sort of trauma bath um, because it's not. It was magical. It was. Fascinating having a mother who who was an outcast in the world because I'd walk along the streets with her and you know she'd be behaving differently to everybody else and I I, I just remember feeling like I was in a separate world uh, so I just I just sort of recreated recreated that and filled in all the gaps and and yeah I just wanted to remind people that everything has many sides and many facets. Um, yeah. It's very easy to focus on one sort of negative theme um, when yes. really it's it's a mixture of all of it. Yeah. Um, and and Susie herself is just magnetised to outcasts wherever she finds them, whether it's Melbourne or in her teenage years in Sydney. Um, she's just uh, she's you know, she she gets to a point where she's just moving a lot. Um, she becomes really transient um, and people are just coming into her life at 100 miles an hour and they're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a bit like that in life, isn't it? Um, she embraces <laughs> everybody. Yeah, she embraces everybody fully and welcomes them fully and she doesn't take any uh, past experiences and, and let them colour her present or her future because she just gives her all to every new experience. Um, with open arms and an open heart, and uh, and she gets the benefit of of the best of people because because of her openness. Um, yeah, I, I love her too. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you do. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the um, professional journey of of putting it together, um, the business side, um, 
you know, taking taking that story that you've been sort of working away on at home and, and working together with Hachette and, and the path to publication for this one? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not sure it's a standard path. I, I don't know. I only know my experience. Um, I mapped out what I was going to do, which started with actually picking the three best things I thought I'd ever written and trying to join them together and uh, probably wrote about a quarter of the book and sent it through to Hachette with an outline. Um, I was fairly confident. Um, I, was, I was confident that it was good enough um, to be heard and to be discussed. And um, yeah, I was given a lot of love and support from the team at Hachette, especially Vanessa, um, who sort of nursed me through uh, the difficult times and was very encouraging. Um, and they just made it really easy. It was definitely um, it was definitely a very natural partnership. That's excellent to hear. Um, and can you tell me a little bit about um, your brother Sam um, and the whole Love Your Sister community that have come behind this book? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, we started Love Your Sister when uh, Connie got diagnosed uh, with cancer, mm -hmm. and we've raised over eleven million dollars. And I think the the most beautiful takeaway. Uh, from the charity is this amazing village uh, that we've created. Yeah. It's a wonderful, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful forum, whether it's out on the road or meeting people at fundraisers or even even online. Um, it's a tight community, and because of the way we've come together, which is basically uh, providing providing comfort and a place of joy um, amidst. Sort of life's life's difficulties. Um, so there, there's we give our all to each other. There's no need for small talk. We don't need to get to know each other because um, we've all been through something. Uh, yeah. So it's a close, tight knit community. Uh, and when you meet people face to face, it's just straight in for hugs and and um, yeah, it's just warm. It, it's the warmest place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was on the outside of it. I just, I just knew it was a, a, a charity that raised money for cancer. I had no idea until um, your novel um, came onto my radar what a, what a um, developed kind of family community. You, know, you call it a, a village, the village, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's much fabulous. more than a charity. Um, oh, so much more, so much more. I mean, it's it's definitely a community, and I'm proud to be a part of it. And I I, I just love being enveloped in it, and uh, the support uh, the support from everybody's just been amazing. And um, you know, I like to think that that we provide that support back to people. And um, yeah, particularly going out on the road last year for 20 weeks uh, up in Queensland. Um, you know, just in the caravans, getting out and meeting everybody. Uh, it was very life changing for me. Um, yeah, fantastic. And yeah, yeah. Um, will you write again? What will you do next? Yeah, well, I've, uh, I'm I'm well into my next book. Um, oh, I was great. hoping to have that out by the time this one was published, but I didn't quite meet that deadline. 
Um, and I'm also working on a project with my brother where we're putting together a compilation of um, sort of life stories from from people within the village. Um, yeah, so looking for looking forward to completing that project as well. That's terrific. I look forward to all of it. And um, Hilda, thank you for joining me in this really unconventional way. It's really nice to hear your voice. And um, it was a, a, a real pleasure being able to read this novel. Um, and yeah, congratulations, bestseller. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Ben. And thanks for getting behind us. My pleasure. Um, and if you're listening, you can buy a copy of Hilda's book, The Loudness of Unsaid Things, at booktopia.com.au right now. Um, and since we've talked a little bit about mental health, um, you should know that Lifeline is a non-profit organisation that offers free 24-hour phone crisis support anywhere in Australia, whenever you call them. Their number is 13 11 14. The number again, 13 11 14. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.